genre. Hello and welcome to Rocky Minute. We are a daily podcast that analyzes the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I am Jason Haynes. And we're the most recent addition to the Movies by Minutes uh, phenomenon, I guess you can say. First thing I want to do is give a shout out to the granddaddies of the Minute by Minute format, the Star Wars Minute guys, uh, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer. And I also want to say a special thank you to Scott Corelli, who from Dueling Genre Productions, who has graciously lent his help on being that I'm a podcast newbie, helping us engineer this thing. So today we're going to do a a pilot episode. We're going to talk about our personal feelings and relationship with the movies and what, you know, how we discovered it, what it meant to us throughout our childhood. I don't know, Jay, do you remember like ever seeing Rocky the first time? Not really. I don't remember the first time I saw it. I remember watching it as a child and watching all the movies, but uh, I think I was too young to remember the first time that I saw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't, I don't think I remember the first time seeing any of them, but I remember watching them all like constantly. For some, for some reason, the only movie I remember seeing for the first time was War Games at the Lowe's. <laughs> at the Lowe's what, that, uh, what was the movie theater in Carteret? Jerry Lewis? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jerry Jerry Lewis. I was the only. I, for some reason, I only remember seeing that for the first time. War games. But we're not doing war games, so carry on. No, no. If anybody uh, wants war games minute, <laughs> I would love to talk about the first time I saw war games with you all. <laughs> all right. Well, this is in fact Rocky Minute, and uh, I guess we could jump right in. Um, everybody that uh, that's a Rocky fan knows that it was uh, written by Sylvester Stallone himself. In, uh, he started writing in 1975. His history as an actor started in the early 70s where he played uh, like bit parts in movies, background guys and extras. <laughs> I don't know if you found this, but his first starring role was in 1970 as Stud. That was his character in The Party at Kitty and Studs, which was... What? Did you, you didn't find no, it? I didn't look into that. This is, uh, he starred in a softcore porn film. So, uh, yeah. Are with, we going to uh, analyze that minute by minute ever? Or no? um, we're going to, after we do this, we're going <laughs> to do the party at Kitty okay. and Studs minute. Uh, he said he did the movie out of desperation. He was only paid. Um, That's the reason everybody gives for doing porn, isn't it? That's what they say, but who really knows? He was paid $200 for the role. At the time, he says was in desperation. He was sleeping in the Port Authority bus terminal in New York City. And he just happened to see a casting call for the film. So uh, he threw his hat in the ring. And uh, next thing you know, he's starring as Stud. Um, It was re-released years later under the title Italian Stallion. As uh, I think the, yeah, that they were trying to cash in on Stallone's newfound fame of Rocky. Oh, okay. I wonder how it did in the second time around. But uh, let's see. His next starring role was in 1974, Lords of Flatbush. And uh, in 75, he did some supporting roles in movies called Farewell, My Lovely, Capone, and Death Race 2000. So Never it's a little... heard of any of them. Yeah, I, I didn't either. But he, he was one of, in Capone, I found he was one of the gangsters, one of the Chicago gangsters. I think that movie was about that Valentine's Day massacre thing. 
I don't know. You got anything else on, on Stallone's background? Or? Nope. He pretty much sounds like you've covered it all. Yeah. You know, just want to introduce everybody to the star. He was so unknown, like, going into this movie that I watched uh, the original trailer. And, um, like, the first thing they say is his name is Sylvester Stallone, the voiceover yeah, guy. Was. And it's like they're introducing Stallone to the audience. Like, you know, he's been called handsome and <laughs> rugged. And, and well, it's like they're I trying guess. to... <laughs> It's like they're trying to sell, like, this guy you never heard of. He right, wrote right, this right. movie, and he's starring in it. You have to watch it. But it's funny. They say, like, he is Sylvester Stallone, like, three times during the trailer, just to remind you. But what about the, um, like, how Rocky got started? Um, the interesting thing I found when I was watching, there was a Stallone um, interview that was recorded where he was talking about how he, you know, he had already written the script after watching the Chuck Webner fight that night. And he went home, he wrote the script in like three days, I believe it was. He was uh, auditioning for another part, for another movie that he didn't get. And he said he didn't get it, he wasn't right for it. And when he was walking out, he, he decided to take a shot and he turned around and he says to the guys like, hey, you know, I got, I do some writing on the side. I got a, a, you know, a script, if you guys like to take a look at it. And they did. And it was kind of interesting that here was this guy, you know, Sylvester Stallone, who had the script, he wrote it. And he was just looking for an opportunity and he went out and he got the opportunity and he took advantage of it. And turns it into what it is today, and that's kind of you know coincides with the actual movie, Rocky. You know, it was a guy, a middle class guy, kind of poor, down on his luck, nothing really going for him, and he was able to get an opportunity, and he made the most of it. And, but that was the interesting thing for me, because how many times in your life do you do you wish you did something different or said something different? And he was a guy who, if he walked out of there and didn't bring it up, he probably would have regretted it forever. But that's he did. He, he took advantage of it, and uh, look, look. Now we're sitting here talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, he does say in that in that interview, he's like, I, I am Rocky because, like you said, he was down on his luck. At the time, he was living in California. Like, he left New York to go to California because Los Angeles was where the, the pinnacle of acting was, but it wasn't going well. He couldn't afford to feed his dog, Buckus. I know you, right, you I read that. know this story. And he sold him at one point, the dog? He sold him. He, he tried, to, tried to get um, 50 bucks for him, and he... The guy talked him down to $25, and he took it. Jeez. He sold his dog, his beloved dog, for 25 bucks. But, yeah, there, there was an Ali uh, Wepner fight. Chuck Wepner, is, uh, he was like a relative nobody from Bayonne, New Jersey. And, he, you know, his story is sort of, well, I guess at least surrounding the fight, was kind of like Rockies, where it was just a, you know, a thousand-to-one shot, and uh, nobody gave him a chance, and he he shocked the world. He didn't beat Ali by any chance, but he he lasted all fifteen rounds, and he did something. Knock him down. Yeah, yeah. The, he did something that nobody ever did before. It was knock Ali down. And I guess after watching that, that inspired Stallone to create a character like that, who had all odds against him, but took a shot to go to the distance. So, like you said, he wrote his first draft in three days. Uh, they say about ten percent of that first draft made it into the final <laughs> final <laughs> cut there's i guess a couple of rewrites the original script you, you know was obviously 90 percent of it didn't make it but it was different the only thing i read was a different ending it was i didn't read about the whole 90 percent that was different just <laughs> just i know stallone had talked about a different ending i tried to find online like a copy of that first draft but i couldn't find it anywhere it, is, the, a, it is a side note though about the dog that he did eventually get the dog back and it's actually the dog in the movie yeah, yeah, that's, that's his, his uh, running partner. And didn't he pay, like, to get the dog back, he ha he ended up paying, like... I mean, I, I was, it was a lot more than he bought. Yeah, it for, I, I think it was, for. like, 
like a thousand bucks or yeah, something was, like that. We'll we'll get that, that info for you. I think it it was the first minute more. the dog is in, we'll find that information out. <laughs> right. Um, the whole script, not just the the ending, was was different, but the script as a whole was was really dark because Rocky was like a nobody, a piece of garbage, a bum, as they say in numerous times in the movie. <laughs> I guess I if you're gonna... the entire cast calls him a bum at some point. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, he was, you know, um, working for the Lone Shark, Mr. Gazzo, and Mickey, his trainer, was just a, just a bitter, old, angry racist. So uh, Rocky, in the end, decides that, you know, he doesn't want any part of this boxing lifestyle and, the, I guess, the commercial aspect of it. So he decides to throw the fight. And, I mean, him and Adrian turn out good. You know, they, they walk off into the sunset, but um, it's under different circumstances, that's Rocky walking away from boxing altogether. Yeah, I read that the original ending was like just him and Adrian walking out of like, you know, the crowd was huddling around Apollo Creed and him and Adrian kind of just walk out of the tunnel by themselves. And it was garbage all over the floor. And it was kind of like them returning to their old life of just, you know, not having anything and, you know, being except each other, except each other. Of course, it's a beautiful love story in Rocky, but sure is. we'll touch upon that in later on. But that um, the image of him and Rocky walking away was the movie poster. It was right? the original movie poster, they said, yes. When Rocky got uh, Robert Chardoff and Erwin Winkler, uh, who were the producers, to uh, you know to get the movie studio to buy the script, um, they loved it, but they didn't want Stallone playing a lead because he was an unknown. He wasn't your, your typical leading man at the time. They brought up names like Ryan O'Neill, uh, Robert Redford, Burt Reynolds, James Caan, who were all established actors at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. They were all leads at one point or another. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know much about Ryan O'Neill, really, who he is at at all. But I mean, by that time, Robert Redford was in the Sting. Burt Reynolds, he he did um, Cannibal Run, right? By then, yeah. I don't James Con was in the Godfather, so those guys were all were all. Established. Maybe you should have googled Ryan O'Neill before we started all this. <laughs> you know, I did. I don't know what he did with those notes. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> the name sounds familiar, but I don't. Couldn't yeah. name anything he was in. But I could really only name one Burt Reynolds movie, maybe two. Um. What's the uh, the one about porn? <laughs> and now we're back to porn again. <laughs> the Dirk Diggler one. Oh, uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie, Boogie Nights. Yeah. All right. So you you know about the uh, the uh, haggling that Stallone in the studio did over the script? Yeah, yeah. We have those numbers. When there's some numbers, uh, we do have some oh, numbers. <laughs> couldn't Google Ryan O'Neill, but this. Year. <laughs> All right. Well, keep in mind, um, Stallone was dirt broke. Okay, he he. Had to sell his dog to buy food, so uh, the studio offered him twenty five thousand dollars for the script. And what did Stallone do? I'm asking you. He turned it down. <laughs> he said, "All right, this guy's a tough player." So they offered him a hundred thousand for the script. He uh, turned that down also. Then they came back with one hundred fifty. They went up to one seventy five, two hundred, and then I think there's some debate over what the last. Uh, the final number was it was like either three hundred thirty thousand or three hundred fifty thousand somewhere in there. And Stallone kind of, I mean, I, I guess all along he was considering considering selling it for that. But you know, in his words, he said at that point, like he was really passionate about this. This was his baby. He figured that he's managed poverty okay up until that point. He he felt like he wanted to stick to his guns and make the movie that he wanted to make, not not sell it because he said if he sells it. And the movie does well. He said he wouldn't be able to live with himself. 
What was the exact quote? He would jump off a bridge or something he like that? He did say something about jumping off a bridge. But that takes some... When you're a poor guy and you're turning down $300,000, that takes... That means you really believe in what you have. Good thing he did. Yeah, I mean, it all... Obviously, it worked out because guy has more money than God. All right, God does have a lot of money. All right, so the studio agreed to buy it. So what, yeah, whatever that that final number was. Yeah, it ranges a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, I did I did find out something funny. The three of the studio executives, when they were considering buying the script, they screened Lords of Flatbush because that was one of his other leading roles. So um, should they, have screened the Stud movie. <laughs> Gideon studs, <laughs> whatever that was. Um, so they, so they watched Lords of Flatbush before Green Lighting Rocky because they didn't know they wanted to see what Stallone could do before uh, giving him the lead. So uh, they, there was another actor in Lords of Flatbush named Perry King. I guess he was one of the other leads, and uh, they mistaken him. They thought he was Sylvester Stallone. They're like, oh, it's a you know a tall, good-looking guy. He had like blonde hair and blue eyes. They're like, I don't know how that works as an Italian, but um, <laughs> you know, he's like, he's good-looking enough. To, you know, I, I think he'd be a great leading man. So they greenlit the movie, thinking that this guy Perry King was Sylvester Stallone. So another another bit of dumb luck that goes his way. They initially had a two million dollar budget, but uh, they cut it pretty much in half to just just under one million. That granted the the producers like full liberties on on casting and and who they wanted to play the roles. Uh, they didn't need any big name people for that, but they also had to cut. Like we'll talk about it later, but scenes like in the the ice rink, there were supposed to be like three hundred extras in that yeah. scene. Yeah, yep, I read that too. That's that's the background about Stallone's journey. And just for an update, Ryan O'Neill was actually a former boxer. So was he, he? Yeah, he might have been a good. He uh, he became a Golden Gloves boxer during the late fifties. I really do not recognize any of these movies, though. To be honest with you, um, wow. But a boxer. Nothing. Zero effects. Faithful. Men of the House. Fever Pitch. The Driver. Oliver Story. Any of these? I I really. I'm not a big, humongous movie buff, but. The games. The Big Bounce. Love Story. I don't recognize any any of these, but. He was a former boxer, so... Yeah, I'm sure that would have helped with the technical aspect of the fight. And also a, a handsome guy. Oh, he was the one... He's Tatum O'Neill's father. Oh, that uh, troubled young lady. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. Maybe, <laughs> the maybe Tatum one day minute. we'll do the Tatum, Tatum O'Neill minute. That's all we have for Ryan O'Neill. Moving on. That's. I mean, that's all I have for the background. I don't know if you have anything else to add. No, you pretty much uh, covered you know, the story there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I shudder to use this phrase, but it's like a rags to riches kind of. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, I mean, but, you know, Rocky, Rocky lived his life the way Stallone did, except I don't think Stallone was a leg breaker for a two-bit loan shark. No, he was a porn star and, <laughs> and stud. So we know there's, there's uh, I guess you could say seven Rocky movies, although... The last one is called Creed, and it's not as much about Rocky as it is about um, Apollo Creed's kid. I'd say we could leave that one out. Like, I want to ask you, what do you, what, how would you rank the six known Rocky films? Well, I've never seen Rocky Balboa. I obviously picked the wrong partner, <laughs> and I've never seen. I haven't seen Creed yet, and I don't really consider Rocky Five on a list of Rocky movies. So, if you're asking me one through four. 
I would uh, see. Here's the the thing we were talking about the other day. This is a tough question because, in my opinion, Rocky One has to be number one because it's the original. It set the tone. It was a classic. I feel that Rocky Four. If you're just taking them in individual movies and you're going to take out which one came first, and you're just saying four movies independent of each other. Well, let me let me. It- because everybody wants to say one because it's the Oscar winner because it's right. the the first one like you said but take all of every okay. official okay. Uh, thing it this is it's your favorite your first favorite to your I guess I, I guess we could just uh, say that Rocky Five will be <laughs> the last <laughs> but your your I just favorite. told you I don't consider that a Rocky movie <laughs> uh, my favorite is by far four four is my favorite movie. Four might actually be one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I love agree. Rocky Four. That is a great, great movie. I don't after think anybody four, can argue with that. After four, I'd go to one, then two, then three. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I, I fell in love with four from very early on. I mean, we, you know, the the movie ended the Cold War. How can you not? Oh, yeah, you gotta love how that. Can you not right? love it? But I would, I would also say uh, four, one, two, three, and I'm putting the rest in there. Okay, that's your right. Rocky Balboa. No, I never saw it. I, I saw it a few times. It's 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 good enough. Okay, good enough. Uh, Creed, which I saw twice, and then that pile of garbage, Rocky Five, uh, securely at number seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, well, I, I mean, if I had to put it in there, it would also be a number seven. And I haven't even seen two of the movies in the list, and I would automatically put them before five. <laughs> so, without, so seeing, <laughs> without seeing Rocky Balboa or Creed, I would put them ahead of Rocky Five right now, just on the trailers. <laughs> all right, all right. Have you seen the trailers? Yes. Do you want to go over the trailers minute by minute? <laughs> Let's see how this comes out first. <laughs> this is a, su- a success, maybe. Well, I want to thank everybody uh, for checking in. If you uh, choose to stay with us, I promise it will get better. <laughs> we hope. All right, I can't write, uh, I can't let my mouth write checks. My butt can't cash. But, uh, well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you on the next Rocky Minute. <laughs> <laughs>